You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we're discussing improvisational training. Have you become too attached to certain training methods, tactics, and procedures that no longer are yielding results for you? Here to discuss this and how we can get our progress back on track, hopefully, uh, I think we will, uh, is Marty Gallagher. And Jim Steele. Marty, why don't you set the table? What What is all this uh, stuff about? Why would we need to change? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> stagnation is death in, uh, in our world. Again, what are we... The reason that I brought this up and the reason that it occurred to me is we have, <clears throat> we have some guys that I've been training for quite a while and they've um, they've hit the wall you know and it's it's inevitable that if no matter how much you love it if you keep doing the same thing over and over expecting different results blah 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 it's a definition of insanity uh and uh, without variety uh stagnation is an inevitable and when stagnation sets in the only antidote is contrast you have to create a new training regimen that shocks the body out of its complacency. And so I'm sure Jim can amp on that. Yeah. Well, I'm, when I'm, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about yearly changes that I make. And I know you make and uh, also as far as your cardio stuff and, and your, the, the frequency of training. You know how we talk about that. Okay, now it's winter time. You know we're gonna we're gonna lift uh, maybe a little less, but heavier. Summertime or springtime, moving into summer, we start to get outside more. So maybe your workouts are a little shorter, quicker, maybe more frequent. Remember how you were talking about going to five day and just doing maybe just a body part. And then when we get into summer, when I as soon as the weather hits 70, 75, I'm thinking, oh, I got to get outside. So I take my weights outside two or three days out of the week, you know, and then that's a real quick. So I'll do boxing interspersed in, you know, with 10 curls and then boxing interspersed with one arm rows. And it's a whole different workout. And that way I'm looking forward to that each time the weather changes, I'm looking wow. forward to all this different type of training. Now it's fall. It's a little more, uh, you know, a little, little less, little less training, more body parts per day for me right now. Um, sort of preparing for the for the winter to come, you know. JP. Yeah, well, no, this is all good. And and what Jim mentioned is the seasonal training. Yes, that's really good. It refreshes the mind. You look forward to it. You you make the changes that your body needs. Um, it's amazing how quickly the body can adapt to things, whether it's training or you know, remember when you first started drinking coffee and you'd get that that crazy buzz off of one cup and then it would take two and then three. And then um, same with medications and stuff. The body just adapts very, very quickly. And, and you're hitting the meth pipe. Get that same. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. I'm not hitting the meth pipe. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, exercise resistance training, cardio training is no different. You have to make the changes. I like the seasonal uh changes that that you guys do you know and it's it doesn't just stop with the resistance training it's also in diet and the cardio training and all that too so i think that's perfect but that's you know that's just the tip of the iceberg uh on this whole thing so why don't you guys get into really well, thinking, you know marty what about within the within the workout within your training workout you know to change tempos to change exercises oh, change everything right i yeah. mean every uh, what what separates a, a a pro trainer from a beginner trainer is we have a big arrow quiver of proven effective routines whether it's resistance training or cardio yeah we got a big big pack of uh routines that we've actually used and actually gotten results from and then every routine no matter how sophisticated or effective has a shelf life and there are a lot of people that's like what like, yeah <laughs> you 
you know, they think they can use the same routine eternally and extract results. Well, that that's yeah. Well, physiologic impossibility, right? Marty, you've you've said before that you know when people start, or you know, even if they're a seasoned lifter, if they if they get on this program where they they get incredible results for six or eight weeks, they'll want to stay on it forever because because of the the beginning results they got because they know it works. Yes, but it doesn't work forever. It's like that's where you as a coach come in. Yeah, and it's like having it's like having a great shirt. You wear the shirt, but when it gets dirty and smelly, you wash it and you put it back up in the closet. You put on another shirt and it's the same thing with workout, <laughs> right? And you can't, one of the guys, the reason that I wrote the, uh, and we're referencing, an, did I write the book? No, I haven't wrote it yet. <laughs> I wrote you a 20, I, I wrote You'll you, I writing. sent you my 20 uh, bullet point outline for an article. Right. Yeah, that, that's what was in the email, right? So essentially, the article is already written. But what what inspired it was I am watching one of our best guys just grind himself into the dirt because he's been doing this for well, I don't know, five years, right? And because he's a, he's gradually been able. First, he came from a very beaten down and beaten up place an injured marine right yeah so he had a lot of um he made a lot of gains rapidly when he first started training with us and then he morphed from a beginner to an intermediate now he's an advanced guy at the lower you know the lower rungs of advanced uh, and he just can't change right and because of that he's just he's physically psychologically every every way and i'm um, i'm watching it observing it but i think i'm going to step in this week and uh, yeah. give him a remedial program but i wanted to see i wanted to see i wanted to, and it's been going on now for about a month right and each week it's a little more Degradation, a little yeah. more downward. Cast just digging the hole deeper. Just yeah. digging the hole deeper. Yeah, yeah, getting weaker. Yeah. Um, and, and just static. And it's like, well, and what I'm going to sit him down and I'm going to say, well, look, what do you, you know, we need to pick a direction. Obviously, uh, he's six foot and 200 pounds. And it's just, look, obviously, at six foot and 200 pounds, and his age, I guess, mid forties, maybe early forties, maybe maybe late thirties. So let's say forty. Uh, at six foot, two hundred pounds, you're going to be at about this level from now on out. You need to either make a commitment to I would either add pound, ten pounds right. of quality lean muscle mass, not morbid with an unacceptable amount of body fat, or I would strip off 10 pounds of body fat, get down to 190, right? Mm -hmm. But get leaned out and, and, and tightened up. Yeah. And now when, you when you, if you're going to make the lean. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. If he's going to choose the leaned out, now you're going to drop his weights a little bit, right? So it doesn't. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 listen, regardless of what he selects we're changing everything right, right great and and look get that out of your mind now we got a new goal we're gonna, oh. drop, we're gonna drop this 10 pounds yeah that's and great i'm gonna take him so far out of his frame of reference that he won't know what which end is up and right? he can't relate it back to losing strength you know exactly. what i mean you take him out of that exactly. yes exactly. marty marty can can uh, you give us give us an example of kind of what he's doing now? What kind of program sure. is he on now? He's doing the classic one day a week squat, overhead press, squat. Well, you know what? Now here's a here's an interesting thing. He always gets there just late enough to avoid the overhead press, which is what we start, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we start our workout with because we like to we do four lifts: uh, squat, bench press, deadlift, overhead press, and then most of the guys throwing some arm work at the end but that's our once a week training regimen we do that together as a group and you know and everybody makes great gains and that's what he's been subsisting on and that's what brought him back 
from being, he was assuming he was going to be broken for the rest of his life after he had some, some terrible Marine Corps accident, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, nope, now he's back winning trophies, right? And he looks great. Uh, but now it's like we got to pick a radically different direction and, and resistance training. Yeah, you've done great at it, but man, I'm going to take you so far away from this resistance training that, you know, and for him, it could be something like, well, you know, let's learn how to front squat. Mm-hmm. New challenges he's, equal he's new never front squat. And, and for damn sure, he's going to be doing some overhead pressing. Yeah. He'll gain a bunch <laughs> of muscle. He'll gain for once. <laughs> Yeah. I, I tell you what else. I promise you that, man. I tell you I what got, else. I got a giant box of supplements sitting here on the floor. I'm going to take them too, because you know, you know, nutritional supplements possess magical properties. Hey, what are you going to change them to, though? I don't know. It depends what he picks. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, and he's got to be fired up about it. Yeah, that's right. You you gauge his reaction. I don't know. I'll know. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to say, look. You can you're gonna you're gonna stay here in this sort of depressed <laughs> mental, physical, and psychological state. Let's go. Let's do something. And is he together. is he doing fives now? I, we do all kinds of stuff, but but yeah. the point is that we stay within that limited menu of exercises. We don't yeah, you're switch we that don't out. Do yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, it could be something crazy like, okay, let's, um, let's do it. Let's, let's do a 20. Let's get good at 20, 20 reps at squats. Right. He's a grinder. That'd be right up his alley. Yeah, that's good. Another thing is that he is a grinder. So it's like, well, you know what? He avoids power teams uh, like a root canal, you know? Yeah. So I think it's time that he has his diet of power clean and overhead presses and front squats. And he's a very good deadlifter. So I might take the deadlift away from him for a while. Yeah. Or find the weak part of his deadlift and just focus oh, I on make him, over I can make him do sumo. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which he considers beta female. So, oh, okay. You know what? How about deficits? Or how about uh, oh, remaining right, deadlifts? Right. 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 Dead, yeah. 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 Or strap him in and, and the power. Mm-hmm. Red style. Well, the key is just switching it, just br- putting in some contrast. Radical. It's got to be, mm-hmm. can't be changing your reps from threes to fives. That's not changing. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's got to right. be, and it's got to be the coach that steps in because, man, how many people do you train that have that type A personality who will just keep going well, and, and then apologize to you? Uh, I'm like, uh, you know, you can't stay. Shall we, shall we now bring up our military examples? Okay. We've got lots of them. Right. Well, okay. Now we can we can say the name. He hates it when I call him this. He says, uh, nothing makes my hairs bristle more than when they call me Master Chief Jason Henderson. So <laughs> this is a, a Hendo story that um uh one of his, this is back when he was active duty, one of his uh, teammates came up to me and he said, um, yeah, I said, Hendo's deadlift's going to be off today, coach, because, you know, we had to do some crazy stuff yesterday. I said, well, can you tell me? He said, yeah. I said, we had to do repetitions climbing up the side of a cruise ship. Yeah. With magnets. Oh, with, <laughs> no, no, they didn't. No, that the was tiny the, little that ladder. Was the the little, tiny, the tiniest. Little. It's like a baby ladder. Oh, the ladder. Yeah, the little the little ladder. It's like eight inches wide, and it rotates as you climb it. Uh, but with wearing 60 pounds a year for reps. Yeah. And he said, so, of course, Hendo wouldn't say a word about it. Or he wouldn't come up to me and say, oh, my deadlift's going to be going off. No, one of, one of the guys no. had to come no, up. No, that would never come out of his mouth. And it's never. If he said it, I would fall on the floor. I would, I would do, go into convulsion. Right. But, but with, a, with a lot of those guys that we worked with, uh, had it happened to me the other day. I talked to one of them, and I said, "You gotta, you gotta learn how to take off. You gotta learn. Yeah, how to, I got a couple. Gotta of learn things. how to, how to skip a workout." And he said, "Skip a workout? You know, like I, yeah. you know, I just uh, blasphemed with God or something, right?" 
and you know, these are the guys that you have to pull back. You know, you don't have to motivate them. They're very self-motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to pull them back and that's what you want. You want a guy that's just like fired up to do just sure. everything and above and beyond. It's called, um, it's called an alpha male. Yes. And you know, it's alpha, alpha female. They, yeah. they start to, after a few injuries and a, and a, and a couple episodes of, you making changes and them trusting you because the changes worked, that's when they'll say, hey, you know, um, he won't say he's weak, like he's going to be weak that day, but, you know, he'll at least confide in you that he did something very hard yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, hey, watch my Marty, watch my warm-ups. Just yeah. want to make sure I look explosive today. That's yeah. what he would say. That's something that he would say. Now, now Marty, did what did you suggest to Hendo? Did you no. say, hey, you want to take the day off? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you. I'll let him go, and he probably set a PR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mental. He's mentally strong. Yeah, because they can jack themselves up, particularly if they're in front of people. One thing that I do do is I, I will appeal to my own ego and to their ego, and I tell them, I said, listen, after you have a decade of hardcore training under your belt, yeah, you've earned the right to do what I call instinctual training. Right. Where is instead of being just regimented, you actually uh, you have enough confidence in yourself to take feedback from your body and go, you know what, if I push the workout off to till tomorrow, I'd be stronger. Mm -hmm. right? right. Or I if you're doing cardio, you know, I'm supposed to do my uh, my sprints today. Yeah. But, uh, if I pushed off till tomorrow, I would definitely be fresher and faster. Yeah, I can't do it. And these guys, it's a hard thing to undo because they are uber disciplined. Discipline is, uh, they all have it, right? They, they, wouldn't, if they, they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at if they didn't. In, in terms of the military, the very top, the tier one guys. So yeah, right. that's taken for granted. Now it's like, okay, can we get subtle enough? That's what's beyond discipline, right? Like discipline, with, discipline with actual and, thinking involved. Uh, yeah. 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 And again, this idea that, that, well, how about after two decades? After two decades, are you not a master? Come yeah. on, you don't have enough uh, confidence in your own abilities to, to, to say, you know, I, I, I shouldn't get it today. But but now schedule is going to dictate that, too. Now, my schedule is mm -hmm. so strict and pinpointed and dialed in that I don't have that option. I lift Monday, Wednesday and yeah, but you Friday. Can change up you, body might, parts. you might you might you might have to kick a workout out for a week uh, out for a week. Plus, let you could change it, it up. It like if you had to squat and you know you're not going to be able to squat because you've been doing something, you know, physical, just do arms that day. You're not skipping a workout. You know what I mean? And then you yeah, can come fill it, when fill you recover. Fill it with different content. Yeah. So yeah. You're still working out. I mean, that's a great – this is a great topic because it's – it's you have to have somebody. When you're type A, when you're a little nuts, you have to have either tons of experience where you can actually say, okay, I'm not being a wussy. I'm just making changes to get better in the long run. Yeah, it's science, okay. right? Or you have to have somebody you trust. I mean, I'll tell you, Rich Sulky told me, you know, this was probably 20 years ago, but I, I was doing all kind of crazy double splits and, you know, <laughs> not, not eating, no, doing all kind of stuff. And I went to deadlift. It was 600, 605, and I could feel a twinge in my bicep. So my girlfriend who's now my wife was like, just take a break, man. Just take a break. And I was like, nah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. She called rich. Rich got me on the phone and rich said, I'm not going to help you anymore if you don't take a break. And that's yeah. the only way that that appealed to me. I was you like, know, Oh, you know what Jim? What's that? That's a big part of the reason you married that woman. <laughs> but, but, but Jim, you got the reassurance from, from rich that it was okay right. to, to ease back and take that. Up. And that's sometimes all we need is a little reassurance. But to sometimes go, okay. you need to be told. Like, like, yes, you can just say, you're doing great. Da, da, da. Just take a little break. But some guys you need, like, I got this kid I'm training super strong. I coached him at Penn. Uh, he's probably almost 40 now. And which makes me feel really old. But uh, now I'd say he's, he's 38, something like that. Anyway, 
super strong 650 raw squat 675 raw deadlift oh, okay. 435 with a pause no shirt strong how big was he what 265 okay big, big boy six one six foot yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he may be even heavier than that um but I, I, he had a couple things happen at once he got super sick put him on the, him on the rugby team, man. i know and he's super aggressive and mean too when he played um yeah. so he had he had uh he got really really sick right and he had a friend pass away a friend of a friend something like that that really affected him and i was like chris He's like, man, I'm, I'm a little down, but let's keep going. I was like, Chris, we're cut. We're going to three days instead of four and just do the weights that I put on there. And don't worry about it. You know, so, I, you know, I took him down. Let's just do, you know, we're going to do 405 for five in the squat and deadlift this week and leave. You know what I mean? Because mentally I could tell by his, just the tone of his text that, that yeah. he, I couldn't say we're going to do 605 for a double this week on the squat, you know? Right. and it's so important and he's like well i don't really like that idea and i'm like well I'm, that's why i'm that's why you're paying me that's why i'm your coach so freaking listen and he did yeah. and he did and now he's coming back you know uh, it's so important it it's the little intric it's it's the charlie francis watch listening to the footsteps that yep. you have to have right. somebody that can that can say uh you don't have it today man bag it just get out of here or like you said let's switch up the content Exactly. You know? And that that blows their mind and lights them up. Because a lot yes. of times I think, you know what, we're not. You look at their warm-ups, right? If they're struggling with their warm-ups, it's like, all right, you know, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, we're going to try. In fact, I did it the other day. We're going to try some 45-degree incline presses using the power rack starting from a dead stop. Yeah. So, so I said, we're not going to do the front press today. You guys are so weak. You're <laughs> terrible. All of you. Just weakness everywhere. So we, we got, we set this thing up. And it was a cool thing. And they got into it because, of course, Jim, as you know, and I know, when you do a brace lift, you're going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. So all these guys were, hey, you know, they were kind of uh, treading water in their pressing, whether they were doing front pressing or behind the neck pressing, but everybody was kind of stagnant. I'm talking maybe three or four guys who worked together at a power rack, right? So I said, right, let's, I'm going to show you something new. So we set the 45 degree up and I just set the pins right below the, right below the shoulder level, right? Right. Right below the top of the, the clavicles. And then you push up and back, Right. even give them a little help to get the first rep started. But man, these guys were pressing you know 200 for five and they were like feeling like hercules right because it's an easier movement but i kept telling them i said look essentially this is the way we want you to overhead press because mm-hmm. when you overhead press mm-hmm. really if you're doing front overhead press we want you to bend back to 45 degrees right so right. it was a learning experience we hooked it into a larger but it just it, they all and it changed their psychological mindset for the rest of the workout all of a sudden instead of some sort of and you know the we use the front pressure behind the neck press is the first exercise in a workout so if these guys are droopy on the first exercise it's like oh man this is going to be catastrophe so just change it up so we did that and then uh on the squat we we said hey let's do some pause squatting well, they hadn't been doing that, right? And they're like, oh, my God. And, you know, that makes everybody weak, right, Jim? Yeah. That's right. Yep. Take the plates uh, off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're all calling me the next day. Oh, my God. I can't I on the flight of stairs. <laughs> Those pause spots were incredible. Yeah. You know, but, but anyway, but again, just more examples of taking people out of their comfort zone. When it's time, when it's time, when you're just, you know, you can only – my father used to say there was a guy named Diamond Jim Brady, and the guy that said, no matter how rich you are, you can only eat steak three times a day. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, no matter how good your training routine is, at some <laughs> point, you've got to put it back on the shelf for a while. Yeah. So, so, Marty, when you take them out of their comfort zone like that, like the examples you were just giving, um, that's one workout. Now, what do you do for the next workout? You do the same thing or switch it up again to something entirely different? Yeah, I don't know. Why, why don't we, why don't we run with it for a while? You know, I mean, let's run with this, yeah. uh, 
this 45 degree dead stop mm -hmm. overhead yeah. press. Let's go with it for six weeks. Then okay. let's go back to the regular front press and see if we get any boost. And they're like, oh man, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Right. Right. So let's do this for six weeks, six sessions. Everybody, let's push up your poundage 10 pounds a week. Because they're all digging it, you know, and, I, and I'm telling you, it's got to be explosive. It's got to be explosive. No grinders, right? So we'll do that for six sessions, and then we'll go back to regular front pressing, which I hope will loosen up their upper backs, allow them to, to do a little more 45-degree pre pressing, and be stronger, because this is an overload. This is allowing yeah. them to overhead press more than what they were handling mm -hmm. in the free... I don't know, what do you call it? In free, freestanding. You're not braced. You're not right. sitting on a bench. Right. You're not. You know, uh, it's tougher, you know, when you're wobbling around in space trying to push something overhead, than if you're doing a seated press behind the neck or some sort of a seated incline or a flat or a decline where you've got something that you can brace against to push. So, and it's explosive with no grind. So no, no grind. We don't want that again grind. is the contrast. We don't want grind. No grind. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I got. And, by the, and by the end of the six weeks, they're going to be grinding anyway, right? I know that. That's yeah. what you ready to switch it up. Right. Right. So then, when we go to the overhead press, we go like, like we're going to stay with fives because I think that's a good builder, five rep sets. But when we go back to the overhead press, I'm going to say let's do triples, right? But yeah. they got to be like boom, boom, boom. Right. So that's the, again, and to me, I get excited when I think about this stuff. It's like a chef creating a menu, right? Because I know what those movements feel like. I know everything I just described to you in, when I describe it to you, I feel it in my body. Because I, I used to get so excited after a power lifted me. I've done it a thousand times. Yeah. When I talk about the. Yeah. <laughs> I get so excited after powers to me because I knew I was going to change everything up. I was going to switch back to high bar for a little while. Yes. I was going to do conventional instead of sumo, or I was going to do yeah. rack because the last 12 weeks, you don't switch up anything, you know, no. before me, you want to grease the groove as much as you can. But I remember sitting like in the warm up room, like, Oh man, after this, I get to design a new program for myself yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and just switch up all that stuff and little variations. And it's, it's fun. And we're doing, now I'm going to start off with doing eights. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, and it's, I'm so that's what keeps you going, man. That's but if, when you're powerlifting, at the end of it, it's like I am so sick of heavyweight. <laughs> I am so sick of stuffing myself. Yeah. But I'm gonna look so forward to doing ten rep sets. Yeah, and I'm gonna eat salads and tuna. <laughs> well, tell that story. Well, tell that story of when you were just so tired of it you just walked in and did oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. my three rep my three rep deadlift workout before the world championships yeah yeah tell that i was going where was i going was i going to montreal yeah i was lifting in montreal uh and i it was at the end of a this was the 12th week this is the final deadlift session and i was so sick of powerlifting um it just so I went in and, and Bob, Bobby Myers was there. Called, That's the greatest deadlift workout of all time. Three reps. And I took 255 for one, 100 pound plate on each side of a power bar with the collars. Right. So 100 is 255. Then we put on 200s, 455 for one. Then we put on another set of 100, 655. 655 for one. That was it. I left. You were ready. I pulled 683 to meet. <laughs> There's definitely something to that when you get close. Very low I, I was so sick of it. So it was my final workout was three reps. Four, uh, 255, 455, 655. See you later. <laughs> it was yeah. meant, you know, the mental, when you're getting ready for a meet, just like any athletic event, if you're really serious about it, it, it envelops your brain 24 hours a day oh well you know? it has to if and you're like what well, that's next workout man i got to make sure that my setup is better you know i got to make sure that, that this happens that i got you know i'm using that bar that's in the corner 
because it's got a better knurling. I like that bar. You know, it's it's constantly on your head. So by the time you get to the meat, you're like, let's get this shit, this stuff over with. <laughs> uh, as a as a PS, I took second place at the World Championships that year, the World Masters Championships in uh, Montreal to Lobos yeah. from Hungary. Great lifter. I could not match him. I could match him in the squat and the dead, but I could not match him in the bench press where he, you know, all these guys, I'm competing at 220 and these, I'm 5'10". These guys are all like 5'5". Five, five, yeah. Right. And they got monster benches. This guy crushed me in the bench press. So. But still, when you guys get done with a meet, um, you know, it's, it's fun to switch it around. You look forward to it and all that. But isn't it just the relief on your joints and everything to kind of drop that weight a little bit and increase the reps? I mean, I think that's got to feel good, too. And now you're getting more of a pump had, and all that. Jim, I never had joint pain when I lifted. Well, I was so young when I was doing it that, yeah, no, I always yeah, felt yeah, great. That was never an issue, man. But now, JP, yeah. switching it up makes you feel good. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, just changing it, you know, and, and as a coach, having that, you know, just like – when you're a strength coach, I'd see the same thing. You know, if, uh, if our buddy Justin came in, uh, the place for Tampa Bay, he came in and I could see, I could tell with their clean if they were fatigued. Right. Right. You know, right. Cause it looks like a, cause it looks like an upright row with the reverse curl. Yeah. Or they give up their low back when you've yeah. never seen them do that before. <laughs> and, and you're always like, what the hell did you do yesterday? Uh, it was move, it was, it was moving day, coach. It was moving day before I helped my neighbors move. Yeah. Hey, dumbass, you, didn't you know we had to clean? You should have said we had to clean today. You know? Go do some preacher curls. Yeah, you and okay, we're going to move fast through four exercises and you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to just pay attention to that, right? That's, that's the whole game. And also, we use the same approach in cardio. If, you know, uh, frequency in cardio, you have what is it three variables you've got frequency how often you do it per week you've got duration how long the session is and you've got intensity how hard you work during the session so you always have those variables to switch up and the mode what what is it that you choose to do for your cardio activity frequency duration intensity mode and those are the four variables. It's that simple. And those are the four things that you continually, if you've been doing cardio three times a week for whatever, 40 minutes, steady state, uh, you know, jog kind of thing, great. But let's go to, you know, what? Um, some 440s, some intermittent, uh, intermediate length stuff. Yeah, some really intervals, stress, yeah. Yeah, stress a different uh, energy system. Right. And jack up the frequency. If you've been doing it two or three times a week, go to five or six times a week. If you've been doing it five or six times a week, go to twice a week. Right. Do you do you guys think that uh, the body adapts to resistance training and cardio training at the same rate or is it different? Uh, I think you can get in great shape uh, cardiovascular wise in just a few weeks, but mm -hmm. you, lose, you lose it really fast. It's right, but do, get back too. do you need to switch it around? Like, say, uh, you need to switch your, around your resistance training every six or eight or twelve weeks. You need to do the same with cardio. It depends uh, on whether or not you're making progress. It's I wouldn't say that, right. that that you don't you don't really tie it into a certain number. It's mm -hmm. like where is the stagnation? You run with it. Un until it slows, until it stops, and and yeah. and, and you should periodize it just like you do your your weights. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, okay, you know, it's the best part of just starting off doing something. So, like, let's say you're running two twenties, you know, but that first day you may have two full speed two twenties in you. Yeah. Dude, that's great. That's great. And then the next time, you know, you got you know two sets of two. You mess with the rest periods. You know, you make them a little longer and you shorten the rest periods. Then, you you know, you do the two twenties again and you go, wow, I'm so much faster. Right. And, it, but in six weeks, you're done with two twenties. Yeah. You know, and then now we're going to one tens, you know, then we're going to go to forties, you know, so you, know? you periodize that. So you're ahead of the stagnation. You yeah. want to always be ahead of the stagnation. Right. You yeah. know, that's a good point. If, if you're training for a sport, you have to do certain drills exercises things like that but
but you can, there's so many variables within those drills, within that running that you can change up to keep progressing and then stop that and go to the next thing where the drills are similar, getting you to the same goal, but different enough to, to get away from that stagnation. In uh, resistance training, we might do, oh, I don't know what, uh, four to six weeks of, all right, everybody, we're going to do nothing but pauses. So we're going to do pause, right. bench press, pause squats. Oh, I don't know what, something different in the deadlift. Oh, you could do deficit deadlift, stand on the hundred. If you're a conventional guy, you could do rack pulls to build the grip. Uh, what else? You could do strap pulls to just build the finish. But, but something completely different from the convention. Right. You save the, we like to save the lifts for, we want them to be fresh when it's time yes. to gear up for a competition. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and as long as you don't get too far away from the actual lift, like a front squat to a back squat or a front squat to a high bar, then they're not going to lose the strength when they're ready to really roll into the main lifts. Yeah, we wouldn't go like from squatting to leg extension. Right. right. But right. we might, I mean, a, a good hack squat machine will knock the hell out of your legs, right? Hack squat, well, yeah. If you're a, a squatter who leans a lot and, you know, and has mm -hmm. tight hips and all that, uh -huh. and that is really hard because it's, it's your quads, you know, you can't use that glute low back. Yeah. You have to focus. And so that's showing up weak points. And that's another thing when you're designing a program, knowing that you're going to switch, you know, you get off a of meet and you're like, okay, you, you know, you sit down with your training partners or your coach or whatever and say, okay, what are my weakest parts of, of each lift? Well, your triceps, man, you got to be able to get off your, your chest. And so, you know, now, oh, we're going to do close grips. Yep. You know, um, yep. there's nothing wrong. And then, oh, the, you know, you look uncomfortable in the hole. Okay, now we're going to do pause squats. Yeah. And yeah. Where's, your, where's your body weight at in relation to where you want it to be, right? Right. No one is satisfied with their current weight. I mean, with the very few exceptions, right? And it's like, gear that, uh, harness that, you know, and, and it's pick a direction. But you've got to think about body weight manipulation. And that's the thing that people do not want to come to grips with. Yeah. Uh, that's like out of bounds. Well, no, we're not going to do that. No, my <clears> and, diet's good. That's what they say. No, I'm, I'm good with my diet. Yeah, or I say we've well, got to have a goal. I mean, what, what what are we training to stay the same? Yeah. Right? So speaking of guys, speaking of diet, you know, we have all these uh, contrasting examples for uh, resistance training, cardio. What about diet? You know, when we when we change our resistance training or cardio routine, how can we uh, change our our diet around too to kind of parallel with how we've changed our our lifting program or cardio program frequency intermittent uh, bodybuilding multiple meals mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah now think about that a minute before we skip on ahead intermittent mm -hmm. fasting you get one window a day right anywhere from one to four hours eight hour window is ridiculous that's not intermittent fasting that's going mine's to, 12 hours by the that's, way that's going to <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Intermittent the eight fasting. Hour, perfect. The eight, hour, the eight hour window for intermittent fasting. Nope. That's going to early bird dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only difference. It's like, what? This is fasting? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got intermittent fasting at one extreme. Now, this is frequency again. And remember, cardio is frequency, duration, intensity, mode. Well, in nutrition, it's certain frequency because you can either have a the intermittent fasting approach this limited amount of time to take in your calories or you can have the bodybuilder small meal continually refueling approach interesting yeah. in our household i'm the intermittent fasting guy my wife is the tiny mini meal she grazes right marty she, all day mm -hmm. long yeah. But, she, but she spends a lot of time making her food and her food is all natural and it's all, you know, fairy dust and rainbows and I'm eating lasagna, you know, and no. it's, just, no. it's just the way we're built. But that's that's one possibility. Then the other nutritional uh, category is content. <coughs> What's your content? How can you establish some sort of um, contrast? 
and what you read. Right. In other words, you know, uh, low carb or high carb or high fat and low carb. I don't know if it's that so much. It's that it, more like, well, you know, I've been eating a hell of a lot of burger and yeah. I'm going to switch out to chicken yeah. or tuna. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Or, or like, well, there's I, 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 haven't yeah. eaten, I haven't eaten any vegetables. Well, you know what? You should eat some damn vegetables because it slows digestion. You know what I mean? Mm. And you still, this is self analysis. We're, you know, okay, got to drop the pizza and ice cream, you know, or no, beer you, is not good for recovery. Would you, uh, would you use intermittent fasting with like, say, a four hour window if you're really trying to uh, put on some strength and, and muscle? Would you, would you not do that? Or you can eat a lot of damn food in four hours, brother. <laughs> I know, but you're, you know, you're supposed to keep that positive nitrogen balance up and all that oh, stuff. You'll keep positive nitrogen balance all day long when you consume 10,000 calories. Yeah, your hours. calories would just have to be really high. I mean, <laughs> I it's not the most convenient, JP. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's... If when I was you're a big bear of a man, the calories just go down so easy in the winter. And it's just like, oh, that's well, great. Have some more. Oh, that's fantastic. Any more left? Are you going to finish that? <laughs> all right well let me ask you this about fasting all right so, so you have a four-hour window is that right marty correct okay now you're trying to put on some some muscle some lean muscle some strength you're going to do intermittent fasting how do you coordinate the two should you have your window immediately after your workout oh, or does it matter we could have it on both sides of the workout buddy four hours. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just the uh, timing. I couldn't, uh, I'd have a real hard time mentally if I worked out and, and, and did all my training and then didn't eat for six hours. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's yeah, no, 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 time out, time out, time out. Ori, who's the king of the inventor of intermittent fasting. No, he insists that if you have a hard training session, you have a replenishment shift. Okay. But it doesn't have to, or, or it could be a, a food meal. Yeah. But it doesn't but, have to be a banquet. Yeah, just protein. Just have some protein. So, yeah, well, also a little carb. A little carb would be good, too. Okay, so does that not count? And then your, no, your window fine. is can, later on? Yeah, that doesn't count, and the window's later on. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. All right, well, that uh, makes more sense, because you've got to get that uh, you got to get that replenishment in there after, you know, you've got that window of opportunity, like we always talk about. That's right. And he ins actually orients insists on it. But the okay. workout has to be of sufficient intensity. Right, to deserve it. To deserve it. Now, okay, now wait a minute. Now, Rich Salky has a whole different way of thinking about this. Uh, Jim, what, yeah. would, what would he tell you to have right after your workout? Stay on your meal plan. <laughs> right. If you're supposed to eat every, you know, four meals a day, just just like you didn't work out. You know, but, so, yeah. meal, but at that point, Jim's meal would be minuscule. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, what would you have? I mean, you'd have, what, six ounces of this and three ounces of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like you're, you're doing the buffet thing. Yeah. Is is rich into intermittent fasting at all? Is he even talking about that? Yeah, he yeah. does it. No, he does. He does. Yeah, okay. I think for health and longevity, I, I don't. I don't mean I don't do it all the time, but but when I do it, I feel wonderful. Yeah. And, and it's it's. I think that's the way you're supposed to eat. You know, yeah. you hunt, you work, you do all this. You know, you're working. Yes. You know, and then at the end of the day, everybody sits down for the meal. You know, you. I mean, do you think cavemen are doing that? Rich talked about it when he was on the show. Yeah. Said, yeah, said, I've, I've looked at it. I've studied it. And, and there's a huge amount of positive science behind yeah. it. And I, I do it. But as you get older, you guys are not quite to that. You hit 60 and all of a sudden it's like food is not your friend. Yeah. 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 Rich, Rich always says food is so overrated. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> I, I'm a gourmet. I'm a foodie. So whatever food I have, I want it to be delicious. But I don't need to eat the whole rack of ribs anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim, Jim, I agree with you. I think you're exactly right. I mean, you know, prehistorically coming up, cavemen and all these guys, you know, that came before us, 
they, they didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have meals just standing by. Uh, they they got food when when they got it, when they hunted and, and, and got something. through periods of great hunger. They yes. Would, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you can't, you can't find the elk, you know? <laughs> so you're going two days on nothing but water, you know? Right. So, so our bodies, I think, you know, and just from all the anthropological stuff that I've, amateurly read i think that's the way you're supposed to do things you know now they you know none of them are trying to be 300 pound monster squad in a thousand so you know if that's your goal then yeah you got to modernize it with with a lot more calories and if you're eating 10 15 it's just more convenient to eat them throughout the day but uh, i think if you want to live for a really long time i think that intermittent fasting is the way to go and the best thing about what ori talks about is that first meal is not freaking, you know, bonbons and, and uh, cream yeah. pies. Yeah. You know, he has parameters on sort of what you're supposed to eat. And then if you do all that good stuff, then if you still have a craving for something, you can have some starches. But see, that's the genius of it. Most of the time, you don't want all that stuff once you have all the, all the other stuff. What is the window that he recommends? Oh, he's a lot tighter. He has he's, He basically says, you have one extended meal, brother. That's it one extended meal yeah and you can make it as long as you want well i mean you're not like your buffet no, like your buffet long, stories i mean how long no it's not going to be like that at all because you have to start with your salad and then you have to go with yes proteins and yes. then after that you know blah, blah, blah. and i mean i would say if you did if you read the warrior diet which i recommend everyone do also mm. Ori's, Ori's thing is organic 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 he's huge right. on cleaning up the content of the food the human body was not designed to run on refined carbohydrates or simple right. sugar or fructose so uh if it's not fat if it's not fiber if it's not protein it's undigested sugar that's the way he looks at it and he said there's a there's you can have a certain amount of undigested sugar but all your insulin receptor sites have to be so cleaned out that whatever sugar you do take in during the day is easily handled, easily. Mm -hmm. and, and so the system is, your system is insulin free. There can be no fat burning if, you, if your bloodstream is flooded with insulin. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole key. If you no. want to lose fat, you gotta, you've got to have insulin control. How do you control insulin? You can't have the refined carbs. You can't have the simple sugars. You can't have, and then if you do eat the starch carbs, you, Jimmy, you eat them in combination with protein and fat to, and fiber to dampen the insulin, insulin response associated with the starch. Mm -hmm. You don't want to eat your starch alone. Right? Now, now Marty, is any little tricks of the trade? Yeah. Is, is any of this periodized with the intermittent fasting or is it just one solid pro you find what you like, your window length and all that, and you, you just run with it? Well, you could. I mean, Ori doesn't. Or it's, with Ori, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a, health and, it's a health and fitness thing. It's not a performance thing. It just happens to be a good performance approach. Right. Well, I just wondered if, if there was any changing in the length of the window or no, how many days no. a week you did it or anything yeah. like that. No. But yearly, you could change it, JP. Like, you know, you have a time where you do the small frequent meals, you know, yeah. just like training, oh, you get oh, sick yeah. of everything, you know? That's, yeah. our, that's our innovation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, if you get burnt out on the intermittent fasting, go to the small mini meals. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll do that. I'll go from, from keto to... Low yeah. fat, the yeah. keto, low fat, you yeah. know, yep. changing yep. it up. Yep. But well, you, have, you have pendulum swings, mm -hmm. right? Regardless if it's cardio, if it's resistance training or nutrition, you have pendulum swing. Yeah. Which requires you have a bunch of strategies. You can't be a one horse person. You can't have one way of training, one way of eating, one way of doing cardio. Because um, that's stagnation on a stick, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 all encompassing the the contrast and the periodization and all that stuff. And you talk about uh, fight against the fossilization. 
And, you know, how many people you see at the gym just doing the same thing year after year after year after year, <laughs> yeah. same yeah. old thing, not going to failure. At, same the same, at the same time of day. Right. I, and I mean, I maybe for some of those folks, it's just uh, the ability to or the opportunity to get out of the house and go do something. Um, but hey, as long as you're going to do that, you might as well get some some uh, results out of it, you know, and improve your health and strength and well-being and all that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the body thrives on adapting. Well, it doesn't. It thrives on staying the same, right? But it, but you got to force it to adapt. So all those little changes we're making are forcing adaptation. So even if it's a lighter weight on the front squat than you back squatted, so what? It's a different you know, range of motion. It's, it's every, uh, you're holding the bar differently, more different muscles involved, you know? Right. So it's always forcing, you know, Jeff Everson used to use this example all the time. The lumberjack goes into the woods. He's got an ax that weighs, you know, 10 pounds, well, man, that's, that's first couple of weeks, man, his arms get bigger. His forearms get bigger. His grip gets stronger. He keeps swinging that 10 pound ax. He stagnates and never improves. He's got to change the variables, you know, right. so, the same speed all the time. He's got to either change up the speed, change up the rest period, or get a heavier axe, you know, or switch right. it. And if you're Hugh Cassidy, you go cut you a 15 pound axe yeah. and then start swinging that. I, I would become the camp cook. <laughs> I'd, I'd retire from the axe swinging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like what about the time of day? What do you mean? Changing it up, changing up your workout time if you're able to with the work schedule and all that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, you know, I think I'm strongest in the afternoon, but it's Probably my least favorite, least favorite time to train. But mm. if I was training for a power to meet, it would be in the, it would be in the afternoon. Um, well, that's when your training partners are available, too. Right. So you have to kind of go when you're. Yeah, when your guys are mutually can, you know, and that's usually in the evenings. Uh, I, I like early morning training, but there's a lot of people who, who just can't do that. Uh, Stu McGill had a good counter argument for early morning training. Our boy Chuck Miller, he, he loves this excuse. Um, something about your endema doesn't get totally roused until at least 11 o'clock in the morning. Some, some strategy like that, like you don't come physiologically awake <clears throat> until later in the day so that there's no way that you're always performing at less than maximum with early morning training. Now, to me, that could also be turned around and go, yeah. right, well, it's like kind of like high altitude training. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, well, why don't I why don't I train at this disadvantage? Then when the powerlifting yeah. comes along at two o'clock in the afternoon, fantastic. Plus everybody's 11 o'clock is different. You get up at three 30. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you're training at seven, it's, you know, it's just like somebody getting up at nine and you know, it's, it's yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. I'm not training. I don't know. I don't get roll out of bed and start training. No, I, right. I, yeah, I gotta be up and moving around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Marty, you and I do kind of the same thing, early morning training and all that. But what about uh, hormone production? I mean, you roll out of bed. Isn't your your growth hormone at the, uh, you know, at the the peak? Uh, maybe testosterone, too. Um, you know, that would be a good time to go lift. I don't know about waiting until you're, you, you know, you're I, I'm awake, you know. Uh, <laughs> so you, I'm ready to train. What you're saying is you're ready to crush it pretty much rolling out of bed and having a cup of coffee. I'm ready. And maybe, mm -hmm. maybe the different, like I'm a morning person. So maybe the mornings are just better for us. Uh, you know, the, the morning type people to train anyway, maybe physiologically and, and all that, we're just better suited for that. Maybe a night person, maybe not so much. Uh, so maybe that has something to do with it too, but um, I can't work out, you know, I used to work out at night for, for years and years and years. These gyms get so crowded anymore. You can't even get a piece of equipment, but, yeah. uh, plus, and plus, plus, as you were about to say, life has a way of derailing evening workouts, doesn't it? Yeah. So much stuff you know, in your head by then. There's so much stuff in your if, head. If you're a business owner and you got family and all this other stuff at the end of the day, anything could happen. I don't want the, 
inconsistency of training creeping into my life. And uh, I, I'm way more consistent first thing in the morning. Nothing's going on. I can get in there. The phone's not ringing. I'm not getting emails. Boom. Get it done. Then you don't have to think about it the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's nothing like walking out of the gym and it's the sun's coming up and you're already done. Yeah. You're done your cardio and you've done your, your weight. Well, and it's got, you know, the hormonal tsunami we always mention. you know, it's got a great way of it's a gets the best way to start your day. You're optimistic. You're in a good mood. You're full of energy. You're fired up. You're thinking a lot clearer. That's when I'm my, that's when I'm at my most creative and Marty as a writer, you're probably the same way. Well, actually I do my writing first when when my writing gas runs out for me that's the perfect time all right now i'm fuzzy in my head let's go train yeah there you go right. yeah so that's how i break out of my I, I i have my creative writing session in the morning i do my rewrites in the afternoon <clears throat> so when i run out of creative gas in the morning it's all right let's hit it something either the woods or the weight room or you know yeah something, something. yeah well, I mean, it's just, I don't know. You, you'd think when you're younger, you want to stay in bed. As you get older, you're like, man, I'm ready to get this going. And because and, I got to do this, this, and this. And the most important part of my day is always the workout. So I'm going to get that in when it's going to be quality. Everything is downhill after a good workout. Man, I'm serious. It is. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's the Not best for you, Jim. You're day. retired, man. Come on. You got hunting afterwards. You got fishing. Uh, you got uh, sunbathing. You got everything. Dad, make me something to eat. Dad, yeah. where's my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen your Instagram pictures. There's nothing bad after after your workouts going on. That's because I'm under the influence by the time I take those pictures. <laughs> or something. All right. Well... This was all good. This was, love this uh, I love this topic. It's so, uh, it just goes important. right into, are you a good coach or not? It really does, man. You know, if you're, if you don't have experience, find yourself a coach that can tell you when to push and when to back off, because that's what life is, you know, yin and yang, ebb and flow, pushing back off. And that's how you continually get better. Yeah. I think you're right. And, you know, you can really accelerate your, your gains. You know, a lot of times, I've done it. You guys have, well, Marty, probably not as much because you had such great coaching from the very beginning, but Jim, you've done it. We've wasted so much time in the gym because we were experimenting, didn't know what the hell we were doing, all that. Get a coach that can give you the reassurance and give you the guidance you need to, you know, when, uh, you, know, you, you, know waste, just, you know, when you wasted more time, when you, keep, when you keep doing that favorite routine month after month, year after year. Yeah. And you don't change, right? So in uh, Zen, they have a good saying. If you meet the Buddha in the road, kill him. Well, and isn't that the, the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Doing the same thing over and yeah. over again, expecting a, a, a different result or something. And, well, yeah, uh, well, again, it goes back to you talking about the people that come to the Y and they do the same identical exercise at the same identical time of day, at the same identical pace, for the same identical duration and and nothing changes they don't change nothing ever i'd love changes. to interview interview one of them like tell me why you're doing this for health and fitness but but they don't make any differences they don't look any different that's, ever that's, they're doing health and fitness jim you don't understand so you're not really training they're doing health and fitness jim because their doctor told them to go to the gym. Jim, that is health and fitness. That's health okay. and fitness. Look it up. Okay, 60% to 70%, maybe 80%, that's it. And you just stay there and you, you don't sweat. So you don't have to change your clothes. You don't have to shower. It's fitness. It's health and fitness. I think it's the mental satisfaction. Okay, I'm going yes. to the gym. I'm working out. Yes. I'm doing yes. something. Yes, to. Yes. And so, I'd be like, no, I'm not like if I didn't love it, like I don't do anything, anything do you, that do I don't. Brush, do you brush your teeth? Do you take showers? 
I don't do any of that because I hate it. <laughs> my teeth are falling out. I stink. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying That's is, if you're going to commit to something, they're doing health and fitness like they brush their teeth. Uh, there's no it's passion. Something, some, well, no, of course there's not passion because they uh, don't like it. Just go get a kettlebell, it's, run around the. It's to, Jim. It's to reduce their cholesterol. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And their doctors tell them you've got to be moderate. You've got to be sensible. You've got to be all those things that prevent anybody from making any substantive gains. You don't make spectacular gains being sensible and moderate. Yeah. Wish it was true. That would be anything great. good when you're when you're moderate. You know, yeah, just gotta... that'd be great. But then they, you know, my favorite, no, not my favorite. The ones that make me want to run them over with a car is they, the <laughs> joggers that come at you in oncoming traffic and they have to make eye contact while you're driving. Yeah, you're driving the other way. They, I live in the most beautiful, and they're coming your way. They're coming my way, and and they they wear expensive jogging outfits, and they have to make eye contact, and they look and they smile and they want your approval, like, "Hey, I'm doing fitness. Give like, give me a thumbs up." And it's like, "Come on, well, run them sitting out the window." Uh, I, yeah. Jim, I think maybe it's because some of these people are recognizing who that is behind the wheel. They're I think so. We're all with Marty, Marty Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, hit the countryside. Oh my yeah, God. I, my favorite is the is the belt with six water bottles. I'm like, where are you going? The Mojave? What? What? You know, <laughs> got a have belt that. with these little water bottles all around. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got some some ladies that do my neighborhood, and they wear jewelry and makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. have these shoes that look like they have marshmallows on the bottom. Oh, I mean, they're mm-hmm. boinging along. They're talking a mile a minute, and they. Everybody has a water bottle because, you know, you don't want to get dehydrated because you could pass out, right? Because, you know, all the sweating they're doing. That drives me nuts. And it's just, it's, it's, it's laughable. You know, they are as regular as clockwork. If, Do you think they're taking pre-workout? I just think that if they had, were able to like channel that discipline. Are they jogging? No, they're just power walking fast they have uh, they just go really fast and their arms get really fast and they just walk around and they're just up, 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 up. and it just if they could just put some some hard struggle in that time frame they would get some really good results because they're very disciplined yeah they like obviously they like what they're doing yeah enjoy it but they just thunder this myth that somehow they're going to, I guess they do get a little bit of benefit when they get better benefit than if they did nothing. And if they were just sit at a computer all day. Yes. I think it's beneficial to a certain, a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're doing something that that's the first step. And they're able now, to, now yeah. there's a better, now there's yeah. a better way. And let's yeah. just dial it in. And add, add some resistance. And before everybody gets out this morning, everybody has to do 10 push-ups. Right, you're gonna do ten push-ups, and then we're gonna go walking. So Tuesdays is uh, ten squats. We'll do that after the workout. You know, then you know, then you add add a little bit more. You got some bands, you know, and hey, let's meet in the park. I got four kettlebells. We're gonna do this little workout with very little rest, and that's gonna take the place of our walking today. And they'll get more yeah. benefit out of it. You know. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and just really switch <laughs> them up and show them some cool and interesting thing they look at you like who is this madman coming towards us <laughs> if you tried to help them <laughs> deservedly i mean <laughs> and then one would say oh it's marty Gallagher from raw <laughs> wait a minute i'm talking about you walking toward him not me oh if i was walking they'd be oh i wouldn't why would i walk towards somebody why would i walk towards somebody with a kettlebell and a band no i'm saying if you went to teach them i get it though yeah it's tough to help people. They don't want help is my point, really. Yeah. All right, guys. What do you say we wrap it up? I, I don't think uh, Marty's, uh, his microphone is cooperating too well with us today. Cutting in and out a little bit. So, uh, hey, by the way, um, this fits today's topic. You know, if anybody out there wants uh, to be virtually trained for – you know, I want a little bit of online training from one of the coaches. Um, you could always email Marty at Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com. You guys still have some spots left, right? Maybe yeah, one or two. I, I dropped off the other day. So, yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Dude, I can't imagine why he dropped off. Oh, life, life, JP. <laughs> yeah, life. You know, every, every, everyone drifts away. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a lifetime thing. Uh, you know, fitness is, um, but maybe coaching after so long, maybe you can do some of it yourself or all of it yourself. Sure. Um, back into your orbit, though. Yeah. Uh, also, if you enjoy our podcast, we'd appreciate it if everyone shared the link, send it to a friend, let them know uh, about all the craziness going on over here, and leave us a review um, on your favorite podcast player. We'd appreciate it very much. You can also uh, you can also check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. You can find his latest article, Why We Love the Power Clean. It's on our website now. You can also make sure to visit him on Instagram at the Marty Gallagher and uh, his wife, Stacy's website is functional hyphen strength.org. And that, that's um, everything on both of us. It's not just, uh, some people are thinking that it's just about her, but in fact, it's like a compendium of my archives. Yes. Thank you for adding that because there's a lot of videos and articles and all kinds of things on there. So it's a lot of good information, very helpful. And it's stuff that you're not going to find at the Iron Company site. It's all original, different stuff. So go check that out. Um, you can also visit Iron Company for all your strength equipment, free weights, gym flooring, cardio equipment, and more. You name it, we got it. And uh, make sure you go and sign up for our newsletter sign up for that today because we've got big savings on the way through our uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale coming right up. Um, and then, of course, we've got new Jim Steele articles. They can be found in our article section over by uh, Marty's articles. So his latest is powerlifting training and competition. Jim, you've got one coming up. It's called My Competitive Bodybuilding Experience, where you take us through your uh, bodybuilding yeah. competition history and all that, kind of like you did with powerlifting, because exactly. you're both, you're a powerlifter and bodybuilder. Exactly, yep. Yeah, kind of like Marty. I did the same thing <laughs> that I did with the powerlifting in the bodybuilding one. So it was fun to write, very fun. Yeah, yeah, all right. So then uh, people, if they want to go uh, check out all your original stuff, and uh, it's not necessarily just on fitness. It's all oh, kinds no. of different topics. Uh, they can go to bossbarbell.com. That's B-A-S barbell.com for all kinds of good information over there. So, all right, guys, that wraps it up. I thank you very much. That was great thank information. You. Thank you, buddy. Good time. All right, guys. Okay. All right. See you. Bye.